and welcome to our IRL Youth Forum uh, Mental Health Podcast entitled Our Minds Matter. Um, the past few months we've been planning this podcast and several others um, to deal with issues around mental health in people our age and um, tonight we have some of the members from IRL Youth Forum. So my name's Avi. My name's Aoife. My name's Amy. I'm Ben. And, and we're, we're the Emily's. <laughs> And um, tonight we're going to begin our conversation with tackling COVID in schools because it's a really relevant thing lately. <laughs> I'm sure you all know. So um, we're gonna I'm gonna hand it over to Eva to begin us. So yeah. So the first topic of our podcast is COVID nineteen, and we're going to discuss the different topics that in relation to COVID that us as young people can relate to. So the first topic we're going to talk about is the new measures in school. So how do you feel about the new one with system in school, Emer? I honestly don't really mind it. It's just sometimes people don't really follow it and then you're trying to follow it yourself and then there's just people coming up the stairs that's supposed to be down the stairs and then just it just gathers those people. Yeah, I think it was very confusing at the beginning. It was like learning a whole new way of getting around school, but gradually I think you get used to it. I don't mind it, like, but it can be a bit annoying whenever you have to do a whole lap of the school just to get the like beside you, pretty much. But it does help the flow of people, like. And you're getting your steps up too. <laughs> I do about a thousand more steps now in school than I would have. How do you feel about masks in school? They're all right. Like I'm slowly getting used to it, but I wouldn't want to wear it all day. Does everybody wear them, or is it just some people? Yeah, I wear them in almost all of my classes. I think there's only one that I don't wear it in, and that's, um, fr- well, French and Spanish, um, because we need to be able to see each other's lips to communicate that way. But, um, yeah, all around school, like, when you're not eating, um, you're wearing your mask, when you're just walking about in the corridors or on the bus, travelling to and from school. But I think it makes you feel a bit safer. Does wearing your mask make you feel more safe when you're in school? Or does it not really make a difference? Yeah, I think so. Um, it does make me a bit nervous when I'm talking to someone without a mask, especially when there's been a few more cases in school lately. Um, I know Emily and I get the same bus, and there's a few people, oh, and Ben, and um, there's a few people who don't wear their masks, and it can be a bit unnerving. Yeah, and they just they get onto the bus and then take it straight off afterwards, and there's really no point wearing it at all. Exactly. Um, and you all have to, like, I think you get used to it. I actually don't even notice sometimes when I have mine on. I think we are slowly getting used to it, like, but it's annoying too, like, and especially with the glasses on, like, it steams up my glasses all the time. I wouldn't be that keen on it for that, like. And how do you feel about people having to isolate for two weeks and maybe falling behind on their work? Like, I know in our school there's been a lot of people off isolating for two weeks that have maybe been in contact with someone. And do you think it's fair on them having to isolate for two weeks when there's actually nothing wrong with them? I think, I like, if they're tested, it should be all right. You know, if it's just a close contact, they should test them or whatever, and then it's safe, like, if they're negative. But I do think it'll affect a lot of people. I know a lot of people that have been off for two weeks for no real reason, like... Yeah, um, my French can, um, conversation assistant, we were just told that she's off quarantining for two weeks now. So that's going to impact a lot of my classes. Um, and you worry about them too, because it's not easy being on your own and having all that work to do. 
And with my brother, he's off now for two weeks and we're just sitting at home and he's just a bit bored and he comes home and it's just sad. He's so young and not having like like the interaction with other kids and stuff and especially coming up to Christmas and stuff, not getting Christmas jumper day, Christmas like dinner or anything. Yeah, that's when all the exciting stuff is, isn't it? Yeah, and Christmas movies and Christmas jumpers and stuff. Oh, bless him. Must be so tough. We actually had our Christmas jumper the other day, but then we were told that a girl in our year tested positive. So a lot of people had to go home this morning and missed out on the day, even though they went in. Oh, that's so annoying. Bart, I know. It's so annoying, though. But can't really do anything about it. Yeah. That's just the way life is at the moment, unfortunately. It is, having to adapt. There was a case actually discovered in year 12 there last week in my school, and... Um, most of the year 12s were in the middle of an exam and they were actually taken out of it to have to go home and self-isolate. So that was um, the excitement. <laughs> do you feel if we went back to working from home, would you cope with it or do you find it difficult? Emily, what do you think? Um, I think if we'd done online classes on Zoom, it would be much better because the first lockdown, we didn't have any online classes. Well, my school didn't, and we had to teach ourselves, basically. So I don't think that would be great for if we do have to go off, but online classes on Zoom would be really good. Yeah, we didn't have Zoom classes either, and like, it, it was very hard to try and understand and teach yourself how to do it, because you had to email them, and then it took them ages to email them back. Mm-hmm. And then when you didn't understand something, explaining it over email doesn't really help you. And it's the constant Google Classroom notifications. Yeah, like, exactly. they never stop. But do you think working from home would affect your mental health in a bad way? Personally, I didn't mind working from home. Like, I, I enjoyed the solitude in a way. It was something different. But I think having been back to school, um, it would be harder again to sort of, it's like taking all that socialising away from you again, you know, for a second time. See, I didn't mind it either, personally, but I do know a few people that struggle, you know, to be on their own and stuff, and it was difficult for them. And I think if we went back to them, they wouldn't, they would find it difficult. But personally, I didn't mind it either. I wouldn't mind if it went back to learning from home. I would definitely miss it so much. Like, the banter in common room, you get, like, privileges when you get to sixth form, you get common room, and, like, I would miss it so much, like... Every single period, break, lunch, I would just be so, like, bored and alone and everything. And, like, FaceTime's all right, but, you know, it's not great at the same time. just doesn't seem to flow as well over FaceTime. No, it's all, like, jittery and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and human contact's really important, like, seeing people every day. And if you're at home, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that, and it's not the same. Yeah, you can definitely see how some people struggle really being on their own. Well, I did like being at home. Like I like you know, getting the work read up, and then you can get outside or whatever. I didn't. I find sitting in school a lot of time your time's wasted. Like mm. you're not doing a whole pile. Would that be a bit different in the winter though. A wee bit, like but still, soon find something to do. Rather <laughs> be at home. Do you feel like exams will go ahead in the summer, or do you think they'll be cancelled? I hope not. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I, ho- I hope they are because me personally, we're so far behind in our course, really far behind. And I don't think when it comes to exam time, I think it's in March or April, 
like we won't have any of it finished for your marks or oh, do no, you the actual, actual yeah the actual exams oh no i know we've done our marks recently but i don't know see the full exams there's just so much to learn mm. and so little time yeah i have my marks in february i think and then the normal exams would be i think they've been pushed back this year just to allow people to get back on their feet and catch up a bit but I sort of don't mind the method where you're being continually tested. Yeah, I didn't mind that either. Yeah, I think it's more accurate if you like if you're tested more often during the year. You're tested in every topic, whereas if you do a test at the end of the year, you mightn't be tested in every topic. So you mightn't be actually proving that you know the topics. Sometimes it's a bit of a fluke. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah, on it the depends test. what the question is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it also is hard for them ones that have been isolating too to go like they might be behind on stuff and then to come in and having to do an exam it will be tough on them too. I know my sister in her year actually she had her exams last week and um one class in her year were all off self self isolating. So they're only starting their exams this week. So they had like an extra two weeks to revise. And I thought it was so unfair. Like my sister was so upset by it. Just that they're beginning to sort of make differences and I know it they don't really have much of a yeah, choice. It's not their fault, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's it is still, still difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like the only advice you can give is that everyone's in the same boat, but then all of a sudden, not everyone was, and I think that's what my sister struggled with. But what about you, Emily? Um. Yeah, my brother had his exams last week, and um, actually, some people in his class had to stay off, um, just for like a few days because they're close family members. And he didn't find that very fair either because he maybe only had a few weeks to revise while they had an extra maybe five days. Yeah, it has a big impact on them and their confidence in their exams as well, knowing that there could be differences. No, my brother was saying that too. Like he had the exams there last week and Monday there too, but there's some people only starting them on Monday or something, so he doesn't get any results back and he doesn't think that's really fair. Like. That's it's a big weight. It's like building the tension and everything. Yeah, well, okay. they're doing nothing this week now either. You know, they're just going in and we're doing like coloring in and stuff. He said because there's nothing to do now for a week. So then, what's the point? I would rather be at home, even working yeah. from home, and then having a bit more freedom. Emer mm. and Emily, do you feel people maybe would find it hard to feel positive about their studies if exams were cancelled? Well, like I feel some people would be p- both positive and negative because me personally, I feel very positive because I just don't, I just don't think that they'd be really prepared for them. But then there's other people who have worked really hard for the past two years, especially, and to get the test cancelled, it's just really, really hard for them. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah, I would be a bit disappointed if my exams were cancelled because I've already started like revising for my mocks and I'd be like, oh, I spent all that time and now it's just sort of out the door, not there. But anyway, you know, there's nothing you can really do. It's up to the grown-ups and adults. Yeah, that's the (laughs) thing. To make the decision. I know. Does that sort of get annoying though? Like feeling like you're not involved in all the decisions? Like do you wish your voice was heard more? Well, I feel like teachers do have conferences, but I don't think, like, see, like the exam boards, for example, like CA really does listen, but, mm. you know, we just have to take it day by day. Mm. I feel like 
it's hard for some people to see it from our perspective. Yeah, they true. think oh, schools should be open, but some people don't really feel yeah. safe. Yeah, especially the politicians. Like, they don't take into account any of really our feelings. Yeah, about, like safeness and stuff. And I don't think it's fair at all. No, but you know that's what we're all here for. Like, just to support each other in case someone does doesn't yeah. like agree with it. Yeah, just all rat and rave in common room or something like that. <laughs> Let it out. I know it's hard, you know, you want your voice to be heard in matters like this and um, especially with maybe being at home or if you're stuck in isolation, you might feel like no one's listening. I know what you mean, like as you said, nobody listens to us and I think a lot of people tend to tar teenagers at the same brush too, like, you know, thinking, oh, the demons are out partying, the demons are doing this, the demons aren't doing that. That's not true though. <laughs> like, it's it's not fair to blame us all for spreading COVID when we're being sent to school every day. Mm-hmm. You know, what do they really expect from us? And how do you feel us as young people can support each other during COVID? What do you think we can do? I think just always check up on your friends and just ask them and make sure they're feeling okay, especially when they're self-isolating because you really don't know how they'd be feeling and how they're coping with it. So it's just best to ask them every few days or even hours yeah you just pick up the phone to them sometimes I feel like a text as good as that can be you can sort of conceal how you're feeling a bit more so if you just give them a random call they might be more likely to offload or open up to you about how they're feeling or even you know in those group chats that you have with maybe your friends like even one text going hi all like a conversation will just flow for the next couple of days i know like in group chats they just go on and on and on and on and maybe you have like a text like two at the clock in the morning you're like seriously it's hard to keep up with yeah <laughs> definitely but still it's worth it and it like boosts like if someone isn't like really wanting to talk about it then they'll sort of feel like oh everyone's talking then i can maybe say something no, I'd be bad for that. Like, I wouldn't always go looking about people. Like, you know, but yeah. not that I don't care about them. I just maybe get on what I'm doing. Don't always think to go and ask about people, but probably should. You know, just send me a message. Well, how are you getting on? Or something like that. It is hard. You've got a lot in your mind lately. Like, it's not always at the top of your um, your mind, but it is good to get in to be habits like that. So. Yeah, the last couple of weeks we met up with students from junior a junior high secondary school and we have interviews from them about COVID in their school and how they're reacting to it. While adapting to COVID-19 in schools, there has been many changes, including masks, class bubbles and a one-way system. I found it hardest to adapt to the one-way system because there were some upstairs and some downstairs and you couldn't cross paths. Me and my best friend have had many troubles with the one-way system because it takes a long time to get to class, making you late, and it's very pressurising. Over time, I got used to it. I adapted to the new rules, and it soon became second nature. Looking at the positives, it does show that it can get better, and hopefully school will be less stressful. So there we have it, some um, opinions from people a bit younger than us. Um, Maybe the same age as some of you, but um, how they're coping with COVID. So so if you think way back to March time, school ended really abruptly. And um, suddenly from going from stressing over exams and 
revision and homework to suddenly having so much free time on our hands. Um, I don't know about you, but I found it really strange. Um, and I decided to take up a couple new hobbies, <laughs> um, one of which was learning to speak Italian. So I'm, I have a real interest in speaking lang like learning languages and I did try a bit of Italian. No, it didn't last a really long time um, when life started to get back to normal. Um, the learning sort of, sort of slowed down and right now if you ask me to speak some, I'm not sure if I could. <laughs> but, um, but you guys, did you start any hobbies? Yeah, I tried to learn the ukulele um, <laughs> straight after we were put into lockdown. I got it um, for Christmas and I hadn't tried it yet. Um, it didn't go too well. <laughs> um, I learned a few chords and learned a few songs, but after that, I just, I just kind of left it there and forgot to go back to it. Yeah, I think the important thing is that, um, you know, at least you tried it. And the thing I felt guilty about was that I didn't continue. Like when you start slowing off and forgetting a bit more about it, um, but you know that shouldn't be a really bad thing because it's not like you're just stopping everything it's being replaced by something else and um did you have a similar experience Emily um yeah well I started driving in June and um, it was a bit later than I expected because my um, provisional license was delayed because of well, COVID obviously um it was a bit awkward because um so I sort of used to drive in a tractor about the place down <laughs> the farm and then as soon as I started getting on the road I kind of was half in the hedge because I'm so used to sitting in the middle of the road in a car and then like or in the, in the tractor's are and then in the car you're like two sides of it mm. and then then I was in the hedge and dad was just like giving off <laughs> um and then I eventually was allowed to start lessons and um, with like um, a driving instructor and she was like you're like I was like oh I love doing three-point turns these are so much fun she's like you're like the only person who likes three-point turns and I'm like I think they're so cool she's like eh, no I hate three-point turns. <laughs> no, they are not for me at all. As reversing around a corner either, no. Oh, no, it is awful. No. no. My, my instructor told me, like, oh, play a bit of TIG with the curb. I'm like, what? What are you doing here now? No, if I get that in my test, I, I'll just have to get out of here and run home. I know, my test <laughs> no has been cancelled. Oh, I know. <laughs> my test has been cancelled now, and it's, like, referred another three, four months. I'm just, like, crying inside. Oh, that's so annoying. Like, there's a big backlog, I think, of people yeah. um, wanting to do tests or starting to learn, and it's just a long yeah. process. Especially with, like, these stop and start lockdowns, like, that are circuit breakers, is that what they are? Yeah, it's because um, they're just cancelling for, like, two weeks, and then all them people have no tests. Yeah, everything's so uncertain. I think that's the thing I struggle with most. It's not, and the system's not really explained a lot, and you're kind of stressing out, like, how am I going to deal with this? But... Yeah, sort of. Oh well, I know, and it's it, that's it's hard to deal with all that um change, um, but gradually, hopefully things will get better. If you try to look at it with a positive mindset, like when I stopped my Italian learning, I felt guilty, but um, then I realized like you can't be expected to deal with a pandemic and everything else going on and be able to be your best self. Like everyone's struggling a bit. And um, I think it's really important that we give each other a bit of breathing space and a chance to make mistakes. 
Yeah, sometimes like if someone's always on you, you're just like, just take a wee step back or maybe you need to take a step forward to talk to them too. It's just yeah. doesn't, yeah, you just have to take a step back or else look forward, like what are they looking and stuff. Um, And if they are dealing okay, you just have to check in with them and stuff. Yeah, I think it's important not to be hard on yourself. Like, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so Emer, how do you feel about all this? Did you try a new hobby? Well, I didn't really try an actual hobby, but I think after lockdown started, me and my dad always went out for walks. Like, we have like a big lake around where we live, and it's really pretty. It's really pretty. So we always walked down there at around maybe seven in the morning, just to look oh, at the like so early. You know, when the sun rises and all, it was really cool. It was really pretty. And that's really it. Yeah. I think everyone tried to spend a bit more time with nature. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a bit more time outdoors to get some fresh air. I know Ben would always be out in the farm, would you? Uh, well, the lockdown helped that too. Like, I learned plenty of things in the farm and all over lockdown. <coughs> it was helpful. But, uh, it was nice come back to school. Like. Was it was a good change for you then? Ah, okay, well, I'd be there every Saturday, but I've never been there like every week continuously, apart from summer. I was there from like the end of March right to the start of September. So. Sounds exhausting. <laughs> no, I loved it, sure. Yeah. And Emily, you went out for a good few walks and all too. Yeah, I got a new puppy right at the start of lockdown and we brought him on walks all the time. Um, yeah, but we were only allowed to go out for one walk a day from like Parliament. They only said one walk a day. Yeah, that was that was a tough restriction as well. Like I know not everyone um, followed that <laughs> sort of. You saw some people go out two or three times a day, and it was a bit suspect. But <laughs> how did it make you feel? In the yard, like we had a lot of people walking past, and back and forward. Yeah. Sure, what else had they to do? And Emily, do you think it helped being able to go out for walks with your dog and everything? Yeah, it really cleared my mind um, with all the stress of online school. It really, I went out after dinner, halfway between my school day. And it really, really helped me clear my mind and my whole family's mind as well. Yeah, that's good. I know, because splitting up your school day as well, that's good, and starting off your day, Emer, with a <laughs> good walk in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I felt going out for walks too. Helped me clear my head too. Like all four of my family, we would have went out together on walks. We would never have done that, ever all all of us so it was good for that experience too all four of us to go out it was nice yeah i think it gave you a bit more time with your family that you wouldn't no, have definitely before. yeah yeah my entire family would never go on a walk together like <laughs> all four of us would never i couldn't imagine my brother coming with us yeah, that's a good thing like it really helps you build your relationship with them too like i feel school presided over that a bit yeah. and that kind of Hi everyone, we're delighted to have Emma Highlands with us, a local teacher from the area, and we're really glad that she um, has come along to talk to us a wee bit about mental health and the stresses related to school. So Emma, we're really pleased that you're here with us and we look forward uh, to what you're going to have to say. So maybe just for our listeners, uh, maybe just introduce yourself and tell us a wee bit about things you like to do outside of your job and maybe a hobby or two. Thank you, Daniel. As the committee member of Scott Street Youth and Community Centre, it is a pleasure to be here. 
I have lots of different hobbies, but my main one would definitely have to be traveling. So I've set a bucket list of all the countries I would like to visit. And I'm making my way through that bucket list, slowly but surely. Um, this year due to COVID though, unfortunately I haven't been able to go on as many holidays as I had planned to, but we'll be able to make up for that in the coming years. I also really enjoy baking, so during my lockdown um, I think everybody jumped onto the baking bandwagon and um, I've been able to bake pavlovas and cheesecakes and, and cakes, so um, I'm definitely becoming more at, at one in the kitchen. And finally I really enjoy dancing. My whole life I have danced and I have a real interest just in dancing, maybe going to the theatre as well and watching different shows and watching dancers and I love a bit of Strictly. <laughs> Brilliant. That's Thank great. You. Thanks, Emma. That gives us a bit of an idea of your interests and pastimes. So Thanks. it's quite ironic that a few of them match mine, for example, uh, traveling um, and also going to the theatre as well. Myself and my wife love going to see the odd musical and Brilliant. Um, different I shows. You, I thought you were going to tell me you were a dancer there, Daniel. No, <laughs> no. Maybe, um, no, I'll not, maybe not comment on that. <laughs> We'll just leave it there, no, but very good. Thanks for sharing that with us. No um, problem. Maybe just before we get stuck into the few questions that we have, we'll, we'll maybe play a quick game for everyone that's listening out there. So we've got to know you a wee bit, um, but we'll do a wee quick fire round okay. um, where I might ask you, um, would you prefer something or the other? And maybe just tell me um, in like a quick fire type round thing okay so yeah um we'll start off here um tea or coffee neither only teacher in the world that doesn't right. drink tea or coffee just water <laughs> right very good any particular reason why i just don't like the taste of tea and coffee right. tea or coffee so Fair enough. yeah um just my bottle of water keeps me going through the day <laughs> brilliant maybe not a bad thing because mm. both can be quite addictive <laughs> so they can so uh, there you are for anyone else out there that is a non-tea or coffee drinker you're not alone yeah um, what about summer or winter summer definitely okay uh christmas time or your summer holidays summer holidays yep and i probably could have guessed that from <laughs> telling us about your travel i interest. love a beach holiday definitely brilliant uh let me see something foodie chinese or chippy mm, chinese every friday night Lovely. Probably really unhealthy, but a good way to start the weekend. And what's your go-to Chinese dish? Um, hmm, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, probably salted chili chicken would be a good one. Brilliant, nice. Bit one. of rice and noodles and chips, and oh, can't right. forget about the prawn crackers. Goodness <laughs> me, right? Lovely. Uh, an early riser, or do you like a lion? Mm -hmm. I do like a bit of a lion. I don't really get too many lions, uh -huh. but I do like to have a wee lion if I can. Lovely. Um, Pet related, if, what about a dog or a cat? I have neither, but I'd probably be a dog person. Okay, very good. <laughs> um, Cory or Emmerdale? Mm, Cory. Okay, not so bad. I don't watch any shows, so <laughs> I can't comment again. And then the last one, which has been interesting, uh, Port Rush or Port Stewart? Oh, that'll really divide people. Um, probably Port Stewart, I think I'll go for. Yes, any reason why? Give me one reason I like why. Like ice cream, maybe. Lovely. <laughs> Very good. I think I would agree. Though I do sometimes like the walk around Port Rush that you do. Yeah. Um, you do like the lap of the town, and we would usually go for a mods on the corner. That's right. Which moves. So, very good. Yeah. No, well, that's great. Well, hopefully everyone that's listening has a wee flavour as to um, some of the things that Emma's interested in. So, we'll get stuck in, Emma. Um, no problem. And and get chatting about our uh, topic that uh, our podcast is uh, related to this evening. So, um. 
Our first question then is, uh, as a teacher, what is the definition of mental health in your opinion? Okay, so mental health, in my opinion, includes emotional, psychological and social well-being. So it affects how we think, how we feel and how we act. For example, it affects a person's moods and their thoughts, and this can sometimes dictate their behaviour in school as well. So mental health also determines how we handle stress, relate to other people, and it can affect the choices that we make. So like physical health, everybody has a mental health, and it can be different each day. Some days it can be better than others, and sometimes it can be a bit worse. When we view ourselves positively, we're able to cope with challenging situations more effectively and improve our relationships. So by having a good mental health, you can lead a much happier life. You can concentrate better, be more productive in school and more positive towards yourself and towards others. And you can enjoy increased levels of motivations for doing whatever it is that you love to do. When your mental health isn't so good, it can cause you to become anxious in school. It can cause you to worry. And therefore, this leads to poor concentration in school and can impact your relationships with others. So mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood and adolescence right through to adulthood. Okay, very good. A lot of good points um, in that, Emma. And for those listening, um, the guys that are, are uh, on our panel on the podcast will, will be talking about these. Um, after this interview so they'll be kind of dissecting it a wee bit and discussing it through um, so stay tuned everyone so that's great so um, we, we know your what you kind of opinion is around mental health Emma so let's look maybe from the teaching profession then um, as we move on to our next question so from from the teaching profession itself you know what are some of the, the stresses that you feel pupils or students are facing today? Yeah there are a lot of things that can affect our mental health, but one of the main things um, is stress and pressure in school. Mm -hmm. So young people face a lot of stress today, and this stress can be caused by many things, such as workload due to exams, homework, or coursework deadlines. You can be put under pressure by yourself, your parents, or your teachers due to high expectations and being successful. Young people in school may also feel the need to fit in, and peer pressure peer pressure is another stress in schools. Whether it's having the latest mobile phone or stylish clothes, even doing things like smoking or uh, drinking, taking drugs just to fit into a group. So they are all stresses that young people can face today. Currently, the global pandemic that we're in due to COVID-19 is another huge stress that's facing young people this year in schools. From this, pupils are worried about work they may have missed, especially if they're completing key years, such as GCSEs or A-levels. Even the uncertainty as to whether these exams are going to happen or not is another worry. People are also worried about their relationships with others, as lockdowns and isolation may have resulted in some people being less socially active, and they may miss their friends. Um, Lastly, young people may be concerned about their physical health and actually catching the virus, and this can also have an, a negative impact within school and can, con can affect their concentration. All these stresses that people face today will definitely have an impact on their mental health. Okay, brilliant. Um, it's, it's quite good um, that you've went through quite a broad variety of um, stresses that you feel pupils and students would face, because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening uh, to this podcast this evening who 
I'm sure can relate to maybe at least one of those um, and, and maybe some more so. Um, I'm sure that Emma has outlined those and explained them very well um, to those that are listening. So moving on from that then, uh, as we as we think about our, our kind of final question and, and thoughts, what um, advice, you know, if, if there's any young person who, who may be dealing with the related stress, um, what advice uh, would you maybe give to them? And if, if so, how would teachers maybe respond to that? Okay. Well, one thing I just want to say, first of all, is that I'm just so glad that mental health is becoming more of an open topic and not a taboo subject that people avoid discussing. Schools do lots and lots of work now on mental health through PDMU lessons as it's integrated into the Northern Ireland curriculum. And there's lots of resources there for teachers to teach pupils about their mental health and emotional well-being. This year, due to the pandemic, mental health and well-being is a major part of the school's priorities and there's a strong focus on this area. And there's more research into mental health being conducted and it's becoming more important than ever to ensure that you're looking after your mental health in the same way you would take care of your physical health. So what I would say to young listeners is think about this scenario, a broken leg versus a broken mind. If you had a broken leg, you would ask for help and you'd go to the hospital to get it mended. Mental illness should not be disregarded or treated differently to a physical illness. Just because you may not see it doesn't mean that you cover it up and that you pretend everything is okay. Just remember, it is so important to talk to someone and ask for help. And I know you may hear this all the time, but it, it really, really is. You know, talk to someone that can be a friend, a family member, a teacher, or another adult in school. All schools have counselling sessions available. If you need to use them, don't be afraid. They are there for a reason to help you. Remember, a problem shared is a problem halved and you will feel much better like a weight is lifted off your shoulders if you share your feelings with someone. Other people just don't know what the problem is unless you actually talk to someone. So just, I would really, really strongly advise you just to, to talk. Also, for yourself, try to get to the source of the problem and realise that what the problem is that's actually causing you the stress. If it is work-related to do with school and you're struggling with the subject, talk to your subject teacher. They are there to help, support and guide you. And if you don't have the confidence to ask them face-to-face, -face, write them a note or send them a message on Google Classroom or whatever type of learning environment your school uses to let them know that you need help. If timing is an issue and you feel stressed about deadlines or exams, note down the dates of your deadlines or exams and set yourself a timetable of when you're going to revise or complete work. Setting small goals will help you have a clear mind frame and make you feel a sense of achievement when you've completed something and you can also see when the end is in sight. Always remember to take breaks and factor in some time for self-care. Self-care is so important nowadays, whether that be exercising or listening to music, doing some art or a bit of dancing like Daniel does. <laughs> Only joking, Daniel. <laughs> Um, keeping a journal can also help you if you're one of these people who overthink things and replay a scenario over and over again in your head. Keeping a journal and writing your thoughts down will help keep your mind at ease. Remember to exercise. Exercise not only changes your body, it changes your attitude and your mind and your mood. Um, schools really, really are, are promoting exercise this year. Um, I know in primary school that we do PE lessons two to three times a week and we also go out every day and try to take part in a daily mile, um, whether that's just walking to clear a head, 
maybe doing a bit of a jog or running. So just getting out into the fresh air is so good for you as well, just to take your mind off things. So always try and factor in some time for exercise every day, no matter how stressed you may feel, I promise exercise will make you feel better. Also, I know you say, people say this all the time, and I'm sure you hear it from parents and guardians, get enough sleep. So around eight hours per night um, is required because it is so hard for your mind to function properly and your mood will totally change depending on your sleep. Also, have a healthy diet is very important for promoting good mental health as well. Lastly, as teachers, we always try to develop a growth mindset with pupils by replacing negative thoughts with positive ones. The next time you can think, or the next time you ever think, I can't do this, change your thinking to, I can't do this yet. So the power of yet is such an important thing. Um, just to end off, I want to say five different things to well-being or five ways to well-being from the Mental Health Foundation. And if you introduce these simple strategies into your life, you will feel the benefits. So the five things are, number one, give. Two, be active. Three, keep learning. Four, connect. Five, take notice. So number one, give. Give your time, your words and your presence. Number two, be active. Do what you can. Enjoy what you do. And try and move your mood to a better place. Number three, keep learning. Embrace new experiences. See opportunities and surprise yourself. Number four, connect. Talk, listen, be there and feel connected. And number five, take notice. Remember the simple things that you get, that give you joy. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Emma. Um, <clears throat> there's so much within uh, that question that you've answered, and I was just making a few notes um, while you were speaking, just to quickly go back over a few things. I like that phrase that you used with regards to the broken leg, to the broken mind, um, and how you ironically broke that down <laughs> to our viewers to yeah. um, understand and as you have said you know talking to someone it, it's so key so it is and and probably for a lot of people and there may be those that are listening uh, to this podcast can be sometimes the hardest step to take mm -hmm. but um, as I always say it's it's always the first step in the right direction Definitely. Is, is opening up and being able to approach someone to talk to mm -hmm. um, I like uh, I like the self care as well and taking a break and obviously, uh, with regards to rural, we be out with a lot of young people and doing different things with them and um it's always important um that that guys take a break and and they understand that they need time out as well definitely away from school you know coming to youth club is such a a great escape and, and takes your mind off the pressures of schoolwork and you get to socialise and meet up with friends and have those conversations. So definitely whatever your break is, whatever works for you, if it's socialising, if it's spending time by yourself and watching that TV programme that you love or reading a book, that's also fine. But definitely taking a break, break is it's recommended. Yeah. And then just lastly, I think it's it's good to know um, as we've heard from yourself, obviously, in the teaching profession, that uh, that schools are back in mental health awareness. And I'm sure, obviously, these podcasts are open to anyone to listen to. So there may be those of parents or of guardians that could be listening as well. So I'm sure it's a, it's a positive thing as well for them to hear that schools are, are acting positively towards this and, and are taking different steps. And obviously, as you've mentioned, our, 
have many services that are in place as well available and mm. um, that you've just spoken about Emma so yeah look um, I think that's that's pretty much us done um, as I say um, thanks very much for for coming along and, and for taking the time as well to to um, answer those questions and um, there's a lot of food for thought um, and a lot of things for us all to ponder on um, and we really appreciate your time Emma and it's great as well that we've that we've been able to uh, have someone from the, the committee here at Scott Street um, as well to get involved in this. So we really appreciate your time and uh, we wish you all the best um, during this academic year, especially through the tough times, um, just that it will be a success. Um, so thanks again, Emma. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thanks for having me um, this evening. And it was it was great to talk about this issue. And I'll definitely be here for further help if anybody ever wants to speak. And um, you've got plenty of good youth workers here in SSYCC that are available at all times to help you through any challenges that you may face at all. Um, don't be afraid to come uh, and make that first step, as Daniel says, and speak up. Again, thank you so much, Daniel, for having me tonight. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Emma. Welcome back to our podcast, Our Minds Matter. The next topic we're going to discuss is school stressors, and I'll pass it over to Abby to introduce it more. So we've already touched on it a bit briefly about um, the things that um, COVID has really impacted school and added stress, but even disregarding COVID, school stressful enough. Um, like Things like homeworks, exams, and friendships and relationships, like that can all be really difficult to deal with. Um, so we're just going to discuss a bit about that and see sort of if we can give any advice. Um, so yeah, um, exams are probably the biggest stressor I would say for me personally. Um, coming up to exams, I'm a real frenzy. Like <laughs> my mum and sister know not to walk into my room whenever I'm revising. <laughs> and I need the same. Yes, definitely. Exams are... They're not the be-all and end-all, but at the time, they are the most stressful thing ever. Um, it's just so much, but what I find is start earlier in your revision so that it doesn't all pile up for you and you're left to do everything the night before. And it takes a lot of pressure off you. So start your revision a lot earlier. Yeah. Um, I also find exams super stressful. Um, Abby knows. <laughs> um, I find them really, really awful. Um, last year or the year before I had to go to a counsellor and talk about my experience with exams and I found that really helped so talking to people whenever you're stressed out or worried or anxious really helps yeah I had, I had a bit of a similar experience Emily and I would have discussed it a lot on the bus but I went to a counsellor too in school just to sort of deal with all the stress because I found coursework and oral exams and everything just really hard to deal with um and it really helped like I could talk to my friends and all and that was fine but they didn't want to focus on all that heavy stuff um all the time so I felt like opening up to someone that I didn't know actually was a good option for me I know what you mean there about coursework and stuff like I nearly found that worse because you could be doing that two or three times for each teacher like you spend hours on it and put it in and then they say oh that's not right you just take that out there's too much there and you're just going through it again and maybe again and you're faffing about for a couple of months at it. And I'd say that's nearly more stressful than exams for me now, to be honest. 
Yeah, I would be the same. I do one coursework subject and I absolutely hate it. I hate coursework. I prefer to just do the exam. I can't think for myself. I prefer to just learn the stuff and write it down. I no, I don't like coursework at all. Exams are stressful, but I think I would prefer them over coursework. Then there's some people that cope really well with coursework. Like I know my friend, she was really artistic and... um. She was in our class in TD, Ben, and um, she just somehow managed to always have things done for a deadline, and I just asked her for advice, really, as how, to, how she did it. But um, I think everyone has their own learning style and learning pace, and once you figure out sort of what's the best way for you to learn, like I'm personally, I'm a visual learner, so I would watch lots of PowerPoints and um, slideshows and YouTube videos and... Um, things like that, um, in order to learn. But there's auditory learners, there's kinesthetic learners who like to practice by using their hands. And do any of you know about yours? I think Is I'd there? be an auditory learner because sometimes like, I'd read out the notes and record it on my phone to listen back to it and then keep listening and listening and then somehow that goes into my head. So that's one way of doing it. But then I'm also like a visual learner as well because I always colour coordinate my notes. Oh great, I'm sure so they look lovely. <laughs> yeah, so it's like everything's done by colour, so we'll know what's what, like what's the actual topic and what's not. Yeah. I think once you figure out sort of what's your best way to learn, it can make it not fun, but like more bearable um, and a bit less stressful, Emily. Um, I would be, I think I'm a visual learner actually, I don't really know. Um, um, especially for, for, well, for biology, um, you have diagrams and I find that like, and annotating them or even redrawing the diagrams I'm not a very artistic person so they mightn't even look like the picture but anyway it does like help take the sort of like you can think back during the exam like don't have to take a mind blank or anything don't panic just like take a breath step back and like okay let's think back to notes think back to classrooms even the class tests I'm like oh I don't think I've prepared enough for this I'm like okay go back to that lesson what was he talking about or something during a lesson, like think of funny things like during that lesson, so you can remember them in the exam. Um, I find that would help. Um, or draw like sign things down the side of your page. I would find that help for for me. Yeah, there's lots of different ways, and um, there's like tests you can do online or anything to help you figure that out, or um, maybe some of your teachers can help you with that too. But that's one way um to sort of alleviate a bit of stress regarding revision, um. And then homeworks too, sort of similar stuff. Like, um, personally, I'm someone who likes to stick to deadlines. I really don't like having um, homework handed in late. I would be the same. Yeah. yeah. Also, it been that way, but I know some people aren't as fussed, and that's fine. <laughs> like, um, but just, I would always advise you if you don't do homework, the worst thing is having to do it at a later stage when yeah. everything else is piling up, and that's when the stress really becomes a big factor yeah it's uh, better to do it when you get it mm-hmm. just so that it doesn't pile up on you yeah well i'd try and do it for the deadline but i wouldn't always do it like a week advance or anything like but <laughs> i do know what you mean by yeah. getting it in by the deadline keeps the teacher on your side too like it does that <laughs> can be important sometimes to make your life a bit easier um yeah. You, oh yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of difficult to get them all in on time because there's so much now um, after we've missed a whole of school, they need to catch up. And, um, well, me anyway, um, they're setting it as homeworks now for us to do at home. 
and it's really putting a lot of pressure on me and everyone in my ear. Sorry, I don't know if you saw Daniel popping in there to give us some wee hints and doing some stuff around here. But um, remember to say hi. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I know what you mean, Emily. Like, even the constant, the fact that through Google Classroom now, the teachers can get you when you're at home relaxing. Like, if you ever sat watching your TV, like, you've done your homework, you've put your books away for the night, and you get a Google Classroom notification like giving you another homework do you like tomorrow it's the worst thing oh I know what you mean you've been sitting thinking oh that's me now for a couple of days homework free and the next thing business studies homework due for Monday oh class <laughs> I know teachers definitely put a lot of pressure on you but um do you think sometimes Emer, do you think sometimes like people young people put stress like extra stress on themselves they put more pressure on themselves yeah I think like from personal experience, I think you put more stress on yourself because you want to like do well mm. and you want to make sure that like your parents know that you do well. And then I don't know, but like sometimes, well, I don't know. <laughs> I find a lot yeah. of people like compare themselves to other people, and that yeah. you know it's tough. Like no one really tells them don't base your entire personality just off the person who gets straight ahead or you know like you don't have to all be the same it's good for you all to be unique and um to be able to like just comparing yourself to someone else you're not going to be able to learn the same way you're not uh, you're not the same person and um i think it's best if you avoid that yeah Yeah, especially in year 14 when you're applying for unis and stuff you put a lot of extra pressure on yourself when it's not the end of the world if you don't get in you can always take a year out. You can always go back and do your A-levels in tech. It's not the end of the world and you just put more pressure on yourself when it's not really needed. Yeah, I feel as if our generation, um, there's such high expectations for us um, because we are the next like working people and it, the country's really relying on us, but we don't have to worry too much because... All we can do is our best, and that's all we can do. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, um, it's not all on our shoulders. I <laughs> have to remember that. Like, the government, you see everything in the news lately, and there's so much talk about young people, but it's not fair. Like, we're not, we're still fighting our feet and figuring life out. We don't need to have all the answers right now. So, if you try to avoid pressurizing yourself, um, I think that's the way to go. And I think they like forget sometimes that they were young once and they like things weren't the same. They said, Oh, for example, my mom's like, Oh, my A levels were harder than yours, my harder than yours. I says, mm, I'm not really sure about that. I'm not really sure about that. She's like, Oh yeah, they are. I was like, mm, okay. But like you still have to like you know, you were here, you're in my shoes, like just sort of have like a bit of sympathy or something. Or like any teachers, they're like, oh, you're not getting the grades. Or I'm like, well, you know, maybe it's like other things too. But yeah. Yeah, try to see it from other people's perspective. That's yeah. what I'd say. Because um, what you say, like that girl saying that to you, it can really impact your mental health. Mm-hmm. Like your self-esteem, your confidence and everything. Yeah. Um, and that's really important. And that brings me on to another thing. Relationships in school, that can be stressful as well like not thinking about 
exams and stress and <laughs> like, like toxic everything. friendships and stuff <gasps> toxic relationships yeah, yeah it's awful like or have any of you experienced any of those i think it's especially with girls getting stuck in friend groups that just like don't really work out or like um if well, somebody says something or you're falling out and sometimes it can just explode by 10 times or whatever but yeah i don't um i think the best way to deal with that really would be um take a step back from it i think I, I say that a lot but i think that's just the best option to do and not dwell on it too much or you know just don't think about it too much like and just take a break or confront the person and say well why are you saying this and have i annoyed you or whatever and because they maybe they are feeling like not great so sometimes it goes back to the old saying if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all yeah, like true. it's best if there's a really dramatic situation i just walk away gather my thoughts yeah. and go back to it like with a clear mind with an open mind mm-hmm. trying to understand everyone's perspectives a bit more Um, i think that's a good way to deal with it yeah yeah i think i'm the same because i'm not one for um drama or anything mm, i'd rather <laughs> just have a conversation about it and then put it behind you like don't make it a big deal because then that just stress you out more just get on with it like you know yeah. if i'm walking about and not talking to people then oh they said that to me i can't talk to them yeah. not fair. Yeah. do you see a big difference then between boy friendships and girlfriendships you know i know there's mixed ones as well but um sort of at our age there's defined groups these days maybe uh, i probably a bit like i'd say girls probably muck about a bit more and you know as i was saying there they said that they said this or they didn't do this they didn't do that but it's just well let's all be nice to each other <laughs> i think that's um yeah that was a really good topic to talk about and i hope our listeners gained a lot from it now we're just going to go back to some fun discussions and maybe some fun school stories we have Amy, do you have any there's actually a funny story about you actually do you not remember <laughs> a few weeks ago when you fell down the steps <laughs> Thank you, thanks Thanks for bringing that up. Um, no, I had my mask on and I couldn't really see properly, it was over my eyes and then I fell and <laughs> I was so embarrassed, everybody was laughing at me. Thank you, Emer, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> but like, it lightened the mood a wee bit, just a wee bit though, not for you. Not for me, no. Don't worry, you're not on your own, that happened to me once too. I fell down the steps head first in front of my English teacher at the bottom <laughs> and she was like, oh Abby, are you okay? And I was like... Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Trying to hold together, like I ripped my tights and my, my knee was bleeding and everything. Because school had ended and I was like getting out of there as quick as I could, you know. <laughs> but um, she was like, but it's okay, your, your essay went well enough. And I was like, <laughs> at least that's something. <laughs> made it a bit better. So Emily probably saw me hobbling towards the bus in such a state. But <laughs> yeah, I also fell down the stairs. It was only a little tiny <laughs> set of three stairs. And I fell down coming out of break. And everyone else was there. I fell down and fractured my leg on these three little stairs and missed the rest of the school. And I wasn't worried about the pain or anything. It was just the embarrassment of everyone else seeing you. And oh no. <laughs> We've all done something silly like that before. Like I think oh, yeah. as a generation we're pretty clumsy. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone would claim that they're quite graceful. <laughs> you know, so those embarrassing moments, they might seem big in your head to you, but I think a lot of people forget about them eventually. Yeah, you overthink them. Mm, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. 
then would you be clumsy by any chance now? Not <laughs> too bad now, my brother would be worse like, but <coughs> the wee story there this morning, me and Abby went to get onto the bus and the next thing the door started closing, mm. just straight in front of us, everybody else got on, your man just started closing the door. I was Didn't worried know what was going to drive off. <laughs> I know that's the thing, like missing buses and stuff like that all the time. Yeah, um, so talking about funny things, we're going to move on to something called positivity with Ben. We're all fond of a bit of a cup of tea. Well, I would say tea, but Ben would say... You need a cup of tea every day, like <laughs> if it's two today already. At home for an hour one, hopefully. <laughs> need a bit of that caffeine <laughs> to wake us all up every now and then, so... Right, so yeah. on positivity, we have two inspirational quotes that I hope will encourage mm. you all, lift you up a bit. Young people are capable of doing much more today than ever in history of mankind. The good news, however, is that nothing is holding you back from being successful at a young age. You just need to work hard, have confidence in your abilities and surround yourself with positive and successful people. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you all next time on Positivity with Ben. <laughs> As we come to the end of our podcast, I'd just like to recap on all we discussed today. As a whole, we all feel adapting to the new COVID measures is strange, but we are adapting and we are getting used to them, no matter how annoying they are. And it is... And lastly, it is very important not to let school and homework and exams stress you out. And if you feel stressed at any point, just simply take a break or go for a walk. From personal experience, I know it helps. So that's all you need to do. And Emer is now going to tell you some helplines that can help you. So if there is anyone out there that can relate to what we're trying to say and is struggling during this time, there are different organisations that are able to help you cope. One of them is Action Mental Health in Portadown, and you can contact these through 0838392314. And another one is Mindwise, and that's a really good one as well. And you can contact them through 0838329492, or you could just even go to your local teacher or wellbeing officer in your school, because even if it sounds a bit like you don't want to, but it actually really does help you. But these are only a few in our local area and there is way more that can be found online. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Emer. So to sort of sum up our podcast on um, COVID in school and school stressors, um, I just firstly want to thank the production team um, with the fantastic Emily on sound. And thanks to Daniel for coordinating and helping helping us up out from time to time. <laughs> and yeah, so um, I hope you can kind of relate to what we've been talking about and we didn't bore you. <laughs> and um, that if any of you are struggling, um, e signposting will help. Like, do get in touch with people and talk to them and help yourself out. Um, and feel free to get in touch with us anytime, like not to blow our own trumpets, but I think we can give okay advice and um, hopefully we can be able to help you, help assist you and even point you somewhere in the right direction um, to one of our signposted organisations. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and we'll hopefully be speaking with you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)